Hello you, this is Alburn here from the Success Unscrambled podcast and today we'll be looking at an exciting topic, Pinterest versus Facebook. Over and over again, I either see questions or hear questions um, relating to social media platforms and um, bloggers or business owners constantly asking which platform they should start with first, which one is best for their business. Um, with that in mind, I was inspired to focus in on a podcast looking at Pinterest versus Facebook. So I hope you find this particular one useful, um, simply because it gives you a little bit of insight into you know what goes on on Facebook compared to what goes on on Pinterest. And then finally, um, looking at which one will actually suit you and your needs and your audience. Um, obviously, um, being a blogger or a business owner, one of the things that you need to do on a constant, constant basis uh, is to drive um, traffic uh, to your website or to your blog to generate leads, which then turn into sales or revenue for you know for your business if you're not generating an income obviously it's going to become you know a, a task that is very boring and labor intensive and you lose interest etc obviously before you generate sales you need to be able to generate leads and then obviously before you generate leads drive traffic um I'm not really sure why there is a confusion and I think the reason is because people don't understand not people in general but bloggers and business owners don't really understand how each platform works and how they can get a better return on their investment. Another popular question I hear being asked is social media good for my business? Should I be on social media? Um, to help clear that up I'm going to be covering a series and the first of that series is today which is uh, Pinterest versus uh, Facebook and to scale off I'm going to look at uh, start off by looking at um, the basics around Facebook so as you are probably aware Facebook is a social media platform that started I think back in 2004 and it all started as you know a place that you can put your personal details and connect with your friends and family especially when you you and your friends and family are not living in the same country so it's great for you to catch up on what's happening in each other's lives post pictures of what's happening weddings engagements and new babies um reunions um, and all of that sort of fun stuff and over time Facebook has sort of grown to become not just a platform to put your personal stuff on, but for um, businesses to um, advertise to these people who have their content on there. And simply because it's all self-generated content, people will keep going back over and over. So one of the basic things about Facebook is to know um, more or less how many um, active users and I stress active because active is so very important so active users meaning the amount of people that log in or remain log well log in 
every day or every month or once a month or once a quarter. It's so very vital uh, because you can have um, a membership site or a membership, like known, even an offline membership thing. And you have all these people who are members, but if they don't use a facility, then they're not really active members. They're just paying members or free members, for example. Um, and if you have active members, it means that um, businesses and bloggers, for example, can um, pitch their content, uh, their uh, products and services to these active users. If these users are not as active, like you need to log in once a year, then that platform isn't very good to use um, for business. Um, one of the things you have to realize that in terms of um, the amount of users, so there's a bit of a statistic here. For the first quarter of 2018, the amount of active users on Facebook worldwide is around 2.25 billion sorry million sorry 2.25 billion i'm correct I keep getting confused um and that's a lot of people but that's worldwide and you, obviously well depending on the niche you are in you most likely would not be advertising your services to everyone in the world you'd start off in a very small segment of that market and then um, grow from there and advertise, I mean paid advertisement. You can actually just be doing it for free, for example. But we get into that a little later on. So I have included a graph uh, in um, in the blog in the blog post or the show notes showing you the active users quarter and quarter. So you can get a feel as to the growth of Facebook and where it's going, where it's come from. And this is spanning over you see how many years since 28 sorry 2008 sorry since 2008 so you're looking at an average uh 10 years over the last 10 years and you can see the growth there and there really hasn't been a decline in the growth it just kept keeps kept on steadily growing and growing so in covering the basics of facebook because i know a lot of people may know facebook but you might not know another aspect of facebook so Facebook, let's look at the basics for a consumer, the person who puts their, you know, their profile on there and then has their family and friends and connect up. If you have a Facebook account, which has a Facebook profile, um, you can obviously put your name, your date of birth, um, your current job, um, your marital status, uh, stuff that you're interested in, uh, obviously put photos of your last trip or you know stuff that you're interested in you can like pages that you'd like to see in your feed uh, you can join groups you can join communities um, you know that just gives you a flavor of what people normally do on on, uh, on Facebook just to give you a little hint but then there's another side of Facebook that these consumers don't necessarily see, which is called um, the, the, the Facebook for business. Before we get into that, the question is being asked, is Facebook good for business? Um, if you're a blogger, a mompreneur, an entrepreneur, you want to know if, this, if Facebook is good for business. 
in order to answer that question, you need to find out for yourself, answer the question first. Uh, who is your audience? Who is your avatar, as I like to call it, or who is your persona? What, what's, who's your ideal client? And if your client, for example, are mompreneurs, or if they are coaches or consultants, or if they are, I'm trying to think of, a, or just consumers, they could be consumers as in women who like fashion, it could be people who are interested in photography, women photographers. It could be people who are interested in learning to cook, uh, and people who are interested in science experiments, in technology. You get the idea. You really, really need to know who your audience is, who your avatar is, who your persona is, their age, um, their occupation, what their interest is, they're probably um, their uh, monthly income or annual income, uh, where they live, if they've got kids, if they're married, if they're single. Um, basically, you need to find out you know, all of these things, what they, what they enjoy doing in their spare time. Very important. And to help you with that, I've included a report breakdown in terms of um, the audience um, on, on Facebook so in terms of the actual audience on there so this is talking from the consumer point of view the, in terms of their engagement with brand content so say for example you're a blogger or you've got your own business and you've placed your content on there what they've realized in terms of across all social media platforms um, these consumers during the year, during the month of February in 2016, um, in terms of engaging with content, these consumers um, engaged most. The top three were uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. That's the top three social media platforms that these consumers in, uh, sort of engaged or, you know, interacted with, with brand content or business content. So in terms of answering your sort of initial question, is Facebook good for business? I think so. And if you um, get a chance, have a look at the show notes. There's a graph including there showing you the breakdown by um, Instagram, what percentage, Facebook and, and Pinterest, what percentage of the actual users engage with brand content. Um, so, which brings me nicely to the next section. There is a side of Facebook, um, and I know I explained this probably last year, so it's been a while, um, so you probably wouldn't remember I went over this. There is a, um, there is abil the ability to see statistics on how your audience engages with your, um, with your Facebook page, for example, um, using what we call Facebook page insights. So say you decided, okay, I'm going to use Facebook. You put up a Facebook page because that's one of the key ways of getting ch changing. Well, not changing because you don't actually have to change your existing profile. You can still keep your personal profile on there and just create a Facebook page. And this is what you 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 um, you do to sort of that's what I'm looking for to differentiate yourself as not being a, a personal profile anymore, but being a business. So through this Facebook uh, business page, you're able then to um, 
get your attract your audience to your brand or to your content um, and then get them engaging that way with the hope of generating leads um, and then obviously revenue I've put a snapshot of a Facebook page inside just to give you a feel for what that looks like in the back end um, and one of the reasons why you want to look at this um, this Facebook in, uh, Facebook page insights is because it tells you what your audience likes obviously you'll have to get people to like your page so you develop an audience over time um, you should get at least a hundred likes and then you can see what it is they like which which posts is generating the most engagement what are they reacting to what are they commenting on etc etc um, and with that in mind once you've you've you know what it is you can do more of whatever is working um, on your Facebook page uh, you can do this for free um, but because of recent algorithms with regards to Facebook um, it, it, it could be that you probably need to run an advertisement to your existing um, Facebook uh, audience because Facebook keeps changing their algorithms. Now, there is another section of Facebook called um, Facebook for Business and you go to business.facebook.com. I'll say it again, that's business.facebook.com. Um, when you go in the back, it's sort of like it's sort of not necessarily the back end, but I guess you can call it the back end. So there's the sort of the business side of, of the business platform of Facebook. And from here, you can still manage your Facebook pages once you assign it to that particular user. Um, but what you could also do is get access to um, a lot of uh, analytics and, and sort of equal um, business um, business modules. Uh, it could be running ads, it could be to track um, your ads uh, using Facebook pixels to, I mean, there are a lot of things um, in the background. You can actually get um, people, uh, extra admins to manage your ads, uh, etc. One of the things that I absolutely love about the, well, let's say absolutely love, I really like about the Facebook uh, business section is something called audience insights and what audience insights do it it does it actually gives you um, the ability to research about what's happening in Facebook so you can look at the demographics in terms of how many in a broader sense how many active users or active people every month so I have included a screenshot there so you can see there are over 200 um, monthly active users um, who reside in the US um, and it's broken down then by uh, age and gender um, and then you actually see which pages have the most likes or so the top 10 pages and you can actually go and search different pages so if it's a page that you particularly like that sort of resonates with you and that, that you like the audiences on that particular page you can go and have a search for it and see how it's performing and you know how many likes how many active how many of those likes are active users every month um, in terms of the affinity rating how many of them would actually like your particular um, content now this particular section I can it, it takes a, a whole new course to go through um, but I've included little bits and pieces there you can actually see um, the frequency of activities um, the activities that they perform in total 
like how much time is spent on each activity and you can see from the frequency of activities screenshot I have there you would see that um, most of the people uh, in terms of activity they spend a lot of time um, interacting with brands uh, you also then have the, the device users so how many users um, on which particular device so which ones are on um, laptops desktops iPhones iPads etc all right so that gives you sort of a snapshot in terms of the possibilities if you decide to use Facebook as your platform to drive um, awareness um, traffic leads and then obviously sales all right we're gonna look at Pinterest ba basics so you just in case you've never heard of Pinterest before it's just a place where you can actually um, visually place your content it's a visual search engine a lot of people think it's a social media platform but actually it's a visual search engine but it's still included in the sort of social side because of all the visual aspects of it um, and just like Facebook Pinterest has two sides but I'm not going to go into that just right now so if you are familiar with Pinterest you'll know that there is your personal profile you go in you can have uh, boards and each board then has pins and you can save different pins and whether it be recipes fashion makeup um, DIY home care motherhood etc people do all sorts of things gift ideas very popular for gift ideas I have a nice little statistic here that shows the amount of the number of monthly active uh, Pinterest users um, between September 2015 to September 2017 and you can see a nice a nice growth trend obviously Pinterest is not as old as Facebook Facebook is much older um, but you can see here the trend it's trending up um, it's, as opposed to um, decreasing so as of September 2017 you have 200 um, million users active users this is very important active because you can have um, people who have profiles but it's active users on Pinterest um, over 200 of them um, you can also obviously get because of your saving of your boards and your pins you can actually get people to follow your profile so they'll they want to keep track of you know what you're doing so they want to be notified as to what you're doing on your on your personal Pinterest profile like I said there's a business side of it as well and depending on what your business is all about you can convert your existing pinterest profile your personal profile into a business or you can start a brand new pinterest for business account and of, of course the question is asking come on pinterest is a place that you can save pins for recipes and um, gifts and all of that but is it really good for business the good thing is that um, pinterest has all these really cool features that will um, enable um, businesses or content creators as they like to call them to continue to create more content so that to keep their users happy one of the key things is the ability to confirm your website so you can claim your website and say okay this is my website and everything that comes there would be mine from my website or my blog and you also have the ability to in, uh, enable rich pins I have included two screenshots 
um, one with Richmond's Enabled Woman Out, and you can see the difference in terms of what Pinterest offers um, to your pin once you decide to become or to convert your account from a regular personal account to a business Pinterest for Business account. Just a little bit of a statistic here again. So the percentage of US adults who use Pinterest as of January 2018, this is percentage, right, of US adults. Um, between the ages of 18 and 20, we have got 34% and between the ages of, sorry, 18 and 29, it's uh, 34% and between the ages of 30 and 49, it's 34%. That's a huge number of um, US adults in the US that's using Pinterest on a this is active right this is active very important uh, active users um, so Pinterest is known to be um, has a, had a much higher percentage over 50% of the users on there are more female compared to male but that number is starting to equalize over time um, and when you compare then Pinterest across all social media platforms as of February 2017 in the United States by age group, you'd see that um, Facebook, Google Plus, Instagram, and LinkedIn and Pinterest, the top fives, uh, top, sorry, not top five, but this is just a breakdown actually, my mistake. This is just a breakdown of, of, um, of users. So the most used, the top two most used um, platforms are Facebook and YouTube. Um, the second two are Instagram and Twitter. Um, and then you have uh, Snapchat and Pinterest coming in a third. I've included a snapshot or screenshot of this particular one. Um, and you can see there the amount of users Frequent users are sort of in the in terms of the, the majority of them are between ages of 18 and 29, and then second coming in second, obviously those in between ages of 30 and 59. So do have a look at that because um, it will help you decide which platform is best for you. Um, so, in order to consider whether it's you know which is this particular platform is good for you, you need to consider three important things. The first is obviously, is your audience hanging out on these two platforms, if at all? Is it easy to reach them? Because they could be hanging out there, but if it is, it's very difficult for you to actually reach them with your con content, um, as in when you post an image or you post um, a text or post a video, is it difficult or it is, does, it, does your content get engagement quite easily? Or is it a very difficult um, platform to get your audience engaged? And third and most importantly, uh, a return on investment. So you might get engagement, but is it converting to leads or to business? So in terms of audience demographics, when you compare Pinterest versus Facebook, you would see that the statistics are relatively the same. There isn't one that stands out more. Obviously, Facebook might actually have more, not that I think about it, because they're, they're in the billions of users. But in terms of average percentage-wise, like is there um, more older people on Facebook or younger people on Pinterest? Or, you know, they're more average in terms of uh, percentage usage compared to any other 
um, age group. But then it depends because you can have maybe your your audience is 60 plus and you know comparatively then you may, may need to consider a different platform so from a 10,000 foot view both of them are comparatively equal obviously Facebook has more users but percentage wise they're comparatively the same in terms of content marketing when you compare fa um, Pinterest versus Facebook um, so with Facebook you can um, you can post images, you can post text, you can post videos. Um, and then people can like, comment on it, view it, um, or click through to whatever it is you're advertising. Uh, for Pinterest, the way the content works is you can have, like I mentioned, pins and boards, and people can click on the pin to see a close-up of it. They can save it for later. And they can click through to your site in terms of the the lifetime of that particular content so when you put your content on facebook the average time it remains in the sort of facebook feed if you're lucky if it's good is one day it can go longer if people reshare um, sort of repost it or reshare it um Whereas on Pinterest, it works kind of differently. There's this thing called a smart feed. And the average half-life, is not even the whole life, the half-life of Pinterest pin is four months. So when you post your content on Pinterest, it can take up to four months before it can go viral or reach its full potential before it starts dying off again. So that's the half-life. It can actually go on for much longer. But that's the average half-life. So when you think about it, you actually get much more value for the content that you post on Pinterest compared to Facebook. Um, whereas if you post something on Facebook, the airtime is probably an hour, probably a few minutes, um, it, depending on people following you, depending on engagement on your Facebook page. And actually what you probably would need to do is pay for ads so that people who are part of your Facebook page can actually see it. So if you have like 10,000 Facebook likes, uh, Facebook does not show you show your content to everyone who likes your page. You actually need to pay fa uh, Facebook to show it to your existing audience, which can be a bit mean and unfair when you look at it from a 10,000 foot view. So in terms of return on investment then, um, both Pinterest and Facebook gives you a return on investment, but uh, with Facebook, you probably need to pay um, a certain amount of money to run ads so that you can get a return on investment and then people will engage. Whereas Facebook, it's all free. There is a paid um, ad section on Pinterest, but it's it's only necessary if you have something that is um, that has a time limit. Like for example, you're running a webinar and you need signups in the next seven days. Then both Pinterest and Facebook would be good for that. You just have to run ads on both platforms to get those signups over the next seven days. If, however, you just post in content to drive awareness, um, to, to increase your brand reach, etc., then Pinterest is a really good platform for doing that because over time, people get to know your brand and, and what you stand for. So there's one last, last aspect, which is the Pinterest versus Facebook collaboration community. One really cool thing. So when you think of Facebook, you post your content, the people who like your page are the ones who will see it. 
and not all of them, but only a handful of them will need to run out of the drive ads to that particular piece of content. The cool thing about um, Pinterest is, obviously you, you post your content on via pins onto these different boards. And say for example, you've got 10 or 20 um, Pinterest boards. In order to fill those boards, you don't necessarily fill it only with your content, but you also fill it with other people's content, which means people do the same for your particular content. It's a really, really um, creative and innovative way to um, let bloggers or content creators or um, web business owners um, share each other's content. And I think, so apart from the fact that the half-life of each pin is about four months, so it takes, you know, quite a, it sort of goes around Pinterest and Pinterest obviously has so many uh, boards and pins. So you, you, your, pin, your pin will keep going on and on and on. The fact that you have other people who are pushing your content on your behalf gives Pinterest an up, like a, a sort of a plus one on, uh, on Facebook because Facebook doesn't have that kind of functionality. You, you put your content out there and if people share it, you're lucky. There is no collaborative effort where people are encouraged to um, post other people's content on their page. Obviously, you do. You go out in other parts of the sort of web, world wide web. You find content and you post it on your um, Facebook page. You only post your content. But who reciprocates that for you? Who goes out and finds your site and, and posts it on their Facebook page? Very few people. Whereas Pinterest is like a community collaborative effort. You would see things that you're interested in or very similar to what you're interested in and vice versa. And people, other people will post your content. And you get notifications every single day of people who followed you, who post your content and which boards they post it to, etc. So you get a really, really good visibility of what's happening within that lovely world. So recap time. Ooh, I'm so sorry that was probably quite heavy, but it's something I need to address because, you know, people keep asking the question, which social media platform should I be using for my business or my blog? Uh, so I had to start somewhere and my first choice was Pinterest versus Facebook. Next week, we'll be looking at something else. But for now, let's just do a quick recap. So we covered the Facebook basis. Ba sorry, basics. Uh, Facebook, if it's good for business, the page insights, your Facebook for business platform, audience insights. Then we cover the Pinterest basics. Uh, it's Pinterest is good for your business, your audience demographics. Um, so there isn't really a way for you to see um, the specific demographics of Pinterest in advance of you having a Pinterest for business account, but you will actually eventually see it when people start following um, your account, your Pinterest business account and, and um, interacting or engaging with your content. You'll actually see who's doing it and break down of the demographics that way, where they're located, etc. But you can't research in advance. So that's one sort of disadvantage of Pinterest. But the fact that you get so much more engagement is absolutely amazing. We covered content marketing, uh, return on investment, as well as your collaboration and community effort that exists on the Pinterest platform. All right. So, remember to subscribe to the podcast so you get um, updates when the next, the next one is available. Um, we still have the um, 10 day start a blog challenge, start a blog on a bu budget challenge available, covering over 42, sorry, 20 HD videos. Um, and you can see the over for show, over 
my shoulder tutorials you get to see what I'm doing over my shoulder as I go through it uh, if you need help setting up a marketing plan or uh, assistance with setting up your Pinterest for business account or help with Pinterest marketing uh, remember I have a, a link there that outlines all the um, Pinterest VA packages you can take advantage of and that's it for today I hope you found it useful and valuable. Enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. Bye for now. <laughs>